Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Applaud Her podcast. I am so glad to have you join me this week for another fun, enlightening, and informative conversation. I wanted to take a moment to say thank you for your support and your continued listenership. If you'd like to take your support a step further, please share your thoughts by writing me a review or by rating this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Or you can also click the support button if you're listening through the Anchor app or the support link in the show notes. I send my sincerest and greatest gratitude to all of you for listening and being an important part of this growing community. Now on to my guest. My guest this week is the founder, visionary, and designer behind women's indoor shoe company, Dewey's. In this episode, Jordan Clark shares with me and you a bit about what was involved in her process to start her shoe brand, the importance of supplier partnership, and her vision for the Dewey's brand. And of course, some valuable advice for all business owners or anyone looking to take their business idea to the next level. A hint, it involves community. I am thrilled to share with you this brilliant and inspiring conversation with you. Without further ado, enjoy Jordan Clark. So I'd like to start by asking you a couple of questions that I ask most guests. So to set the stage, I'd like to start by asking you, where did you grow up and what was your first job? So I, I grew up in Seattle, Washington. Um, I actually grew up in a city just, just outside of Seattle called Bellevue. Um, and I, I had a great childhood there. Like I lived next door to my best friend. It was, um, it was an experience that I look back on and I feel very grateful for. Um, and then my, my first job, um, my first like real job after college was, uh, I worked at a beauty startup in Seattle. Um, and that experience was invaluable to me just because it was, you know, my first real job where I learned so much about, you know, building a brand, business operations and, and developing customer relationships. And a lot of those learnings is what I'm applying to my business today. So, um, yeah, that was my first job and, and very, um, I think, instrumental to, to where I'm at now. And from that experience, did you see yourself becoming a business owner? Did that kind of spark the interest in you to start your own business? Uh, so many years or how many years after that did you start thinking about starting Dewey's? Yeah, um, I think at that time I didn't know I wanted to start my own business, but I knew I loved the startup environment. Um, I really, I like thrived in that environment and, and my dad is a small business owner. So I always looked up to him, but I, I didn't know that's what I wanted to be. Um, it was really when I, after I moved to Amsterdam, which is where I live now in the Netherlands, um, I kind of had this feeling that I wanted to make a career change. Um, and I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just knew maybe it was something different than what I was doing at the time, which was management consulting. And um, once I moved here, I just started, it's kind of random. I just 
got a notebook and just started coming up with business ideas. And from there, you know, I landed on what ended up being uh, the, the idea that I launched a business about, which is uh, women's house shoes. And, um, and that's when it really became clear to me that I wanted to have my own business and I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I think it, it took finding something I truly felt interested in and passionate about to, to have that, um, that path kind of really become clear that that was right for me. That is such a, a great way to transition into my next question about Dewey's. And I would love for you to be able to speak to the audience about um, Dewey's mission and what you provide. Sure. So uh, Dewey's aims to serve women in their everyday life at home by creating a house shoe um, that that helps women look and feel good at home um, uh, while wearing a product that's sustainably made. Um, so I've always been obsessed with products that combine style and comfort. Um, so when I first thought of the idea of making supportive house shoes that look good, uh, that that was my main goal was just to combine style and comfort. And then after I did quite a bit of research, I realized um, that there are so many harmful impacts that the fashion industry has on animals and the environment that I realized if I was going to make this product and become a part of that industry that I wanted to do it right, um, which meant, you know, creating house shoes that are only made from premium sustainable materials and 100% vegan. And I definitely want to uh, talk more about or and learn more about that sustainability component because I agree it is important and I don't hear it being spoken a lot about in the in the shoe industry so much, especially at least from the um, knowledge that I've gained. But I'm happy that you you can speak to it in regards to um, how instrumental it is for Dewey's and your mission there. But I'd like to begin by asking you, what, it, what was the process of getting your business started, especially a, a shoe company? Yeah. Um, first of all, I have no experience in the shoe industry. So this wasn't something <laughs> where like I had a previous job and it was like, Ooh, what a natural segue. I'll make my own, <laughs> you know, shoe line. Um, so getting started with this business was really like coming up with the idea for five months I did before I even like officially started you know, my LLC, my business, I, um, mm -hmm. I was just working on conceptual designs and doing research on shoes. I have three sh books in my office here. One of them is called, um, it's called how shoes are made. Um, so it was really just building a foundation, um, of knowledge for me on shoes themselves. Um, so getting started was really just a lot of research um, surveying, you know, women that I knew, surveying women that I didn't know, um, just trying to pull together as much information I could to, to make a great product. Um, so yeah, really getting the business started was a lot of research and, and, and then finally the support and encouragement from my husband to quit my job so I could really focus on this full time and, and, um, and, and launch the business. And at what point in that process did you realize this is, I've got something really good here. I feel confident that I can um, propel this and, and make it a, a successful business. Really good question. Ooh, um, yeah. I think, I think it was at the point of when I finally, I mean, I was excited about it from the beginning, but when I really felt confident was when 
um, when I got the prototypes, you know, I did, I don't even know how many, how many uh, versions of prototypes I did. It was so many, but probably by like the seventh prototype and wearing the shoes. That's when I felt really excited about it and, and more confident about the business as the product actually started to become real. And, you know, women that I knew could actually touch it and feel it. And um, yeah, that's, I think when I just knew, okay, I, I think I'm on to something here. I want to, you know, I want to move forward with this. I want to, you know, I launched a Kickstarter campaign. So um, that's, I think when, when it really drove me to, to push forward on, on the idea. And so in those beginning stages, did you, um, especially with your Kickstarter, did you send out a lot of samples and get feedback? And what was that response like? Yeah. So a lot of my feedback came from women, like looking at the shoes and asking them (laughs) what they liked about, you know, slippers or outdoor shoes that they had. But to be honest, when it came to prototyping shoes, they're expensive to make, I'm sure like a lot of other products where you have to make molds. So Mm -hmm. every size of shoe or, or full size. So maybe two half sizes of shoes might share the same mold, but those Mm -hmm. molds are really expensive. So to be honest, when I was prototyping, I was only paying for the molds of my size so that I wasn't, you know, having this huge upfront investment. So I was really the test wearer for that, that, first iteration of the shoe but now after that point now I have all the molds made so once I you know launched my kickstarter I was able to make all the molds and now I have women in every size um test wearing and giving me feedback so um it's really nice to be at that point where I'm at now but you know as a as a startup in the early stages you have to be scrappy and that's kind of one of the ways that I had to be scrappy was um using my own feet which I'm pretty picky. So it, it was, I think, good, but um, using my own feet as, um, as the way to test and, and get the live feedback. Yeah, it sounds like being strategic and also methodical and, and resourceful real, has really paid off for you in this case. I, yeah, I would think so. And, and I did have a few friends um, here in Amsterdam that were like almost my size or a half size <laughs> apart were I could get them to like wear the shoes for a couple of days and, and get their input. So it worked out that I was able to get, you know, other women's feet actually in the shoes, but um, it was definitely limited in those early days. And so to loop back around to the sustainability component of it, um, as you mentioned, every pair of Dewey's is made with sustainable materials. Why is it important or why was it important for you to begin making the shoes that way? I was um, trying to become a more conscious consumer myself when I came up with the idea. Um, I was trying to do a better job at knowing more about the brands and products I purchased. Um, So I think it was kind of that personal interest of mine combined with, you know, learning about the negative impacts um, on the environment that the fashion industry has that um, I knew I wanted to make the shoes, um, sustainable and as cruelty free as possible. So that's kind of when I determined like, I'm not going to use, you know, uh, materials that come from animals, and Mm -hmm. I'm going to try to reduce the use of plastic as much as possible. So I ended up choosing some really great recycled and plant based materials. And some of those include things like um, 
apple leather for the uppers and um, a, a material that looks like suede, but it's not from animals. It's actually a suede made from uh, recycled polyester. And I found a great lining that's made from recycled plastic bottles. And then um, uh, after a lot of research, I was actually able to find soles that could be made uh, from sugarcane. So it was really, um, you know, I spent, I think, a year and a half on on finding those materials, but I think that has paid off because it's it's really allowed um, Dewey's as a brand to live up to its um, promise of sustainability. Yeah, that's incredible. I as soon as I heard that you had found apple leather, is that the correct word? Yeah, yeah, that's, apple that's leather. Correct. That was just mind blowing to me because I'd never heard that before. And so just the fact that you're using such original material and essentially this shoe is vegan from what it sounds like, which I know is a, is a big uh, attracting factor for many people, especially for me is um, not only protecting animals, but using material that just don't uh, hurt any animals because of course, leather is made from, um, from cowhide or, or cow. Um, but sometimes instead of using materials from the animal, I imagine that other brands will use different animals and maybe assume that people won't see the impact there. Yeah, exactly. Or, or there, mm-hmm. you know, I'm happy to see that there's a lot of vegan brands out there, but some of them are vegan, but it, they might just be using a whole lot of plastic. So um, you know, I think in this day and age, it's hard to be completely plastic free, but using recycled plastic, um, things like that is, is now becoming readily available. So I think it's important to, when you're looking at other vegan brands out there to look that they're taking that extra step and using, you know, recycled materials, as opposed to just, you know, not using cowhide, but using a lot of polyurethane. Um, so that's one important distinction that I think it's um, good for consumers just to be mindful of um, when they're looking at products. And something I want to highlight is you're so transparent in sharing the fact that you use these um, sustainable materials. And I had first read them on your website. And I feel that transparency is a really important component. And I feel that if you have a product you're proud of and you make it with products that are um, honorable and um, sustainable, then you should highlight those. But I don't feel that other brands do it in the other direction as far as what materials they're using, if they're using a lot of plastics or, or animal byproducts. Yeah, I think you're totally right. I was looking at a website the other day, and I think it was a pair of shoes. And I think they said the most like generic thing for mm-hmm. the term for the top part of the shoe is called the upper. And it was just mm-hmm. like, uppers made from, I think it was, maybe they were made from wool or something like that. But I could see there were other materials used, but they just kind of glossed over, Um, you know, everything else that, that, you know, probably should be listed as a part of it. Um, So I feel like you're totally right. And, And not to say wool is bad. I'm not, that might be a bad example. But all I'm trying to say is, I feel like when it, things aren't great, they get glossed over on when things are great, then, then we're excited to talk about them. Um, so at Dewey's, we're definitely proud of every material we use and, and we want to share that with our customers. Yeah, there's no questioning as to what I'm putting on my feet. I know exactly what I'm wearing and can wear it with a badge of honor because Dewey's shares that with me. I love that. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, as you had mentioned, you have relationships with um, all of your vendors or your partners that uh, allow you to source these sustainable materials and, and use them for your do the Dewey's shoes. I'm wondering in in building those relationships, can you share how forming those um, has been important in the growth of Dewey's? Yeah, I mean, the relationships with my suppliers and, and manufacturer and all that, it's vital to to our business, um, especially, I mean, I'm, I'm a small business right now. So those relationships, um, I really have to have a strong connection to my suppliers for them to understand, like, you know, my business is worth partnering with because, you know, some businesses right now, they're just looking for the biggest fish out there, people that can buy a ton of material. So I've, I've really developed some strong relationships that I'm super proud of and um, just grateful to be working with these suppliers that are really innovative. I mean, there's, they're, they're doing such a great job at investing in the research um, and in developing these, these new sustainable materials like apple leather, as you mentioned. So yeah, that, those relationships are super important. And as I mentioned, like I spent about a year and a half looking for these, these suppliers. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, they're, they're few and far between right now, which, which I hope, you know, more and more come out there, but, um, it just goes to show that all of those relationships, you know, are, um, you know, you can't just lose one and hope that there's someone else out there that can do the same thing. So anyways, and just impressing on that, the importance of, of creating those strong relationships, um, is I think part of what makes us successful right now. Absolutely. And I assume that those are the conversations, or I know those are the conversations that every uh, business owner has to navigate and figure out how to approach in order to nurture that relationship that will help you to get started. Is there any advice you can provide as far as someone who is has to um, sell themselves to a supplier? So um, in allow them to see that your business is worthy in partnering with. And even though you may not be able to supply hundreds of thousands or ask for them to supply hundreds of thousands of products, you can, you will produce a quality product um, to begin with. Yeah. I think focusing on our mission of being as sustainable as possible. I think Mm -hmm. quite a few suppliers have been very responsive to that because they see that that's the future. That's the way we're heading. So brands that are really focused on that, that are, you know, going to make a product like, like our house shoes that are, you know, through and through sustainable. It's not just we're using their material, but then we're going and using some, you know, cheap, um, you know, non-environmentally friendly material to pair with it. Um, I think that's one thing that, that really helps. And they, they see where our brand is headed. But I also think just in terms of, me as a founder interacting with these um, these great suppliers is, you know, I feel like a little fish. So something just as a founder that I've worked on is trying to get over some of these self-limiting beliefs that I feel like a lot of us struggle with. Um, so I think it's really important to just find ways um, to help help yourself through that. And for me, it's like meditation and reflection mm-hmm. um, because I just know whether it's working with suppliers or just 
you know, starting and running a business in general, there's always ups and downs. And so finding ways to make sure that, you know, not only that you confident in what you're doing, but that you kind of had um, a steadiness to, to get through the tough times um, is, is just really important. So I, I think that's, yeah, that's kind of where uh, I think it's just important to have, have confidence and, and know your mission and, um, and just be really um, vigilant in, in seeing that through and communicating it to people that you're working with. That's excellent advice. Thank you so much. In addition to creating house shoes that are comfortable, stylish, and sustainably made, what else do you hope to achieve with Dewey's? Um, With Dewey's, I want to be a part of the positive change in rethinking what and how we buy. Um, I think as consumers, we need to push brands to be better. And I think that power comes from where we spend our money. And so as a brand, I want to build something that people want to see in the world. Um, that it's something where, you know, to me, we're making a product that hopefully uh, appeals to women of, okay, I can look good. And, and these are really comfortable shoes, but I can feel good because I know that I'm, you know, didn't make something that's uh, harmful to the environment. That's something that's made from these sustainable materials. So I want to be a part of that as well as, I, you know, Dewey's is still, you know, a young business, but we're doing everything we can to try to give back in whatever way we can. Uh, and so right now that, that focus is on the environment. Um, and so with every order, we pay to offset the carbon emissions uh, from shipping our products to our customers. And then with any promotions that we do, um, we donate like our most recent promotion that we did over Black Friday weekend was instead of focusing on, um, you know, discount, 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 we focused mm-hmm. on, um, hey, you can buy these shoes and we'll then pay to remove carbon from the air through an organization called Climeworks. But I think we just, we want to be a part of that shift of doing good through, through our purchasing as a consumer, I guess that's what I'm saying, uh, yeah. so that we can let people feel good about what they're buying. As a small business owner who I believe has already achieved great success, what advice can you give other small business owners? Um, as, as a founder, that's kind of at the stage where I'm at my business. Like I'm still, you know, I'm still early stage. Um, I would share that just be really clear on your priorities and where you spend your time and energy. I think, um, you know, for someone like me where I'm, the only employee of my business. I have wonderful people that I work with, but um, you know, it's a very small team right now. So I wear a lot of hats. And so I think it's just important to be very intentional. And I have a quote on my computer background that says, where your focus goes, your energy flows. Um, just to remind me every day to, to really identify what's important and focus on that because it's really easy to get distracted by everything else that I could be doing, but might not be contributing to, you know, the success of where my business is right now. Can you share a little bit about what you envision for the growth of Dewey's? Sure. Um, So Dewey's are currently sold in the United States. um, And growth wise, I mean, I would love to expand internationally. Um, You know, I'd love to see us one day and, you know, 
all of Europe and Japan and Australia and of course Canada. Um, that's really where I see us headed as well as just continuing to make our product even better, expand on our current product line in both, you know, um, in both terms of like number of styles of shoes. Right now we have two styles, the loafer and the mules. Um, so I'd like to see more styles as well as um, color options because I know um, I'm someone that once I find a product I buy, I buy multiple. So for those people out there that are, that are like that, that are like me, um, I, I like being able to provide a lot of options. So I think coming out with um, more colors will be um, our, our short-term focus, but long-term is, is global expansion. I have no doubt that you're going to reach those goals and visions. I have all the confidence in you and your dedication and your vision. So I'm looking forward to seeing Dewey's go global. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, yeah, of course. And so as we begin wrapping up, um, we have a quick little speed round where I just ask five kind of casual questions and you can just say the first thing that comes to mind. And then the final question is, excuse me, the question I ask everyone is to speak about the women or women that have advocated for you. Um, so we'll start with the speed round if that's okay with you. Okay. Yeah, let's Perfect. do it. Perfect. What is your preferred hot beverage? Uh, I would say it's a chai tea latte with oat milk. Sometimes it's matcha latte, but right now I'm in the chai phase. So that's my favorite hot drink. That sounds delicious. Um, what is your preferred social media platform? Instagram. I just like the visual side of it. What is your favorite cold weather movie? The Holiday. It's mine too. That's so good. It's so good. Especially, you know, in December, it's like my go-to movie. What is your favorite travel destination? So tough. Um, I would say Greece. I was actually married there. And so it just has a very near and dear place in my heart. That's one that's on my bucket list. That sounds amazing. Um, as women, what is one thing we can do to show our advocacy and support of other women? Um, I think it's just sharing our experiences and being able to help each other wherever we can. I'm a huge fan of, I mean, you and I connected on Girl Boss. I, yeah. There's so many of these communities and forums out there and hopefully soon we'll be able to be in person and be able to support each other. But I really just think it's lending an ear. If someone reaches out to you, you know, like just share your experience and, and sharing advice you can. And, um, I know I've benefited from that and I hope um, I really like that's part of my life goals is just long-term to um, turn around and, and support other women uh, in growing their businesses. Is there a woman or women in your life that have advocated for you and have been especially supportive of you? And I'd like you to, I'd like to give you this time to acknowledge them and applaud them. I feel like it's a long list, but I will, I will keep it short. Um, mm -hmm. There are quite a few women that I worked at at the beauty startup um, who helped me grow as a young female professional. Um, and then there are so many female founders that I've connected with over the past few years um, that have just, like I said, shared their experiences and helped me, um, you know, not be so scared in, in starting my own business and really um, just, um, 
helped me through a lot of the challenges that I've gone through. And then, but the people that I'd really like to highlight is just my, um, my sister and my um, really close friends um, who have, you know, they answered all my texts of randomly pinging them for questions about their feet and shoes and all that. And they supported my crowdfunding campaign and they continue to share the Dewey's brand um, with their friends and their network. And they've just been instrumental to um, me, me building this business and, and moving forward. So yeah, honestly, there's just so many women to applaud um, and, and um, yeah, that have helped me help me build and, and grow this business. I am so glad you have such a strong community and network of women advocating for you and supporting you. And I applaud all of them. Thank you so much. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Thank you. And thank you so much, Jordan. This was such a fantastic conversation and I really appreciate you taking the time to speak to me about Dewey's and I get more and more excited every day. Um, when I hear you talk about it. So thank you. Well, thank you for having me. Um, It was a pleasure to chat with you. And uh, yeah, I'm just super excited about this, about Dewey's. And um, I love opportunities to share um, about my experience and about the brand itself. So thank you for that. Thank you so much for listening to my conversation with Jordan Clark. I hope that you are inspired to pursue your own vision and interest in something new. As Jordan mentioned in this episode, she had no background in the shoe industry, but with her drive, diligence, and ability to build strong partnerships, she brought her vision to life. And her shoes are a work of art and very stylish. If you're interested in learning more about Dewey's, Check out this episode's show notes for links to the Dewey's website and social media profiles. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and remember, let's advocate for each other.